It's lights out, and away we go. Welcome to an American's Guide to Formula One. Now let's start the show. Welcome to another episode of An American's Guide to Formula One. Uh, I know I said on the last episode that I'm going to do a little bit better, but this is the best I can do. <laughs> and I'm just going to be honest. Um, and it's well worth the wait because I'm joined in person by Papa Lewis. <laughs> Say hello, Pops. Howdy. So that's, I think, well worth the wait. And, I mean, honestly, Spa was kind of, I mean, we're going to touch on that briefly, but it was quite a bummer, quite a letdown. Totally. And uh, same, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as saying that Zanvar, um was a letdown because I thoroughly enjoyed the race and the racetrack, but I don't think there was any doubt about how that was going to go uh, after seeing the crowd and yeah. Max's pace and the pace of the Red Bull at that circuit. Yeah, right. And we'll get on to that. And then, of course, the what we're all really wanting to talk about is the 2021 Monza Grand Prix because, holy cow, do we have a lot to talk about. So let's just jump right in. What do you say? Okay, Big Daddy. Cool. No, so I'm, I'm Big Daddy. That's right. I forgot. Big Papa. Um, Spa, yours and mine, favorite track. Boy, wouldn't it be great to go there some? Well, we, hit, we had originally talked about going, yeah. <laughs> going for that race, and I'm super glad it didn't work out. Yeah, right. Because that would have been awful to fly across the world, run all the cars, do everything, just to sit in the rain. To become a... A haven for mold to grow on. Yes. Uh, um, but I think the big news that we want to talk about that was absolutely spectacular from that race was there were two big standouts to me was obviously Russell and obviously Norris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the young guys coming up. I mean, Norris has just been in form pretty much all season. I think he's really established himself almost as like – I want to say the lead. I mean, based on just if you look at qualifying uh, uh, on results, he's the he's the number one driver at McLaren. Yes. Um, yeah. Monza probably disrupted that a bit, but we'll mm. get there. But uh, boy, he was he. I think I think it really came down to bravery too. Um, yeah, that well, was because it was it was chucking it down, like the rain was fearsome. Yeah, that I don't I don't even know why they out it seems like it was just like so much water running everywhere and to 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 satisfy the money men oh is that what they did? that would be my guess oh, based on that minor detail bullshit <laughs> results of a race or whatever you call two laps or three laps behind a safety car yep. um but we did I mean, you and i watched that race analysis of uh it was turn by turn and they had like it was like a digital overlays of both Max's lap and Russell's lap. Yeah, and I could not recommend watching any YouTube video more. Yeah, go and look up that video. It's the race, um, and it is just awesome. The level of detail, it's like aspirational. Those guys are the best. I think Formula One commentators that I know of. I know I wait with bated breath for their podcast to come out yeah. each week. Um. Not to not to say you shouldn't listen to this podcast because you should, <laughs> but it's just a very much dumbed down version of their much better podcast. So you should definitely go and listen to that and watch that video. But it was really cool that I think the the main thing that I took away from that is George is awesome. I mean, because let's be honest, he 
did it in a Williams. It's arguably yeah, not the slowest, but it's in the top. It's in the bottom three slowest cars on this yeah. on the grid. Yeah, and it, it's just the skill level. I think it's skill, and it's also bravery because there there was that bump that was created. I mean, Enrouge is a is a is a corner in the dry. It's it's an iconic corner. Mm. I mean, you say Spa and everybody says on Rouge. I mean, you just know. I mean, it's such a cool track, and that's why I was really bummed that it wasn't there. But that corner is scary in the dry. That that's a that's a fearsome yeah. corner in the dry. And then they had flooding back in in July, um, which had caused some damage to on Rouge, and they had re repaired it, but it created this bump yeah. in the in the cr- in the bottom of the, the turn. As if this wasn't hard enough. So so you knew you had standing water there yeah. already and then even more because of this new and and the, the thing that because the thing that it came down to really is uh Russell just being fearless. Um because he gained he was five tenths of a second, a half a second faster through just on Rouge. Through sec through just that turn, they he gained five tenths on on everyone, yeah. including Max. Right, even though he has inferior equipment, and I, I think they they touched on the fact that because it was in the wet that that brought that gap down. I think yeah. that's a universal yeah. thought that it will always bring a race more competitive. But you do have to remember that Max is an uncannily good wet weather driver yeah. as well. So it's like, yes. That that brought that that made the gap closer, but I mean we're talking tenths. Like I think it came down to three tenths of a second yeah, or something it was like a that. Lot. Um, and it wasn't determined until the last chicane. Russell actually was ahead for the majority of the lap, and it was just down to right. to purchase and grip coming out of that last. Yeah, the superimposed images. There's some. They're just some of those images are like s- totally superimposed. Same line. Same pace, yeah, and you couldn't tell one car from the other. You did the, the other standout is I think that they brought up in that is that Max stays to a more traditional karting line in the wet versus right Russell just kind of I I would say took more of a Senna line, which is the fastest line. Yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, I remember that this is one of the greatest like lines in um, that documentary of Senna, which you have if you haven't seen that, definitely go see that. Um, but he said there is only the fast line. Like, and yes. I love that. What else? Yeah. Um, so, and then we have to talk that Norris would have absolutely been on, I think, in the top, if not the top, if he wouldn't have crashed. And mm. um, boy, what a scary crash that was, too. Yeah. That hit, that was a hard hit. Did they, Did you hear what the G? I don't think it were? was as bad as, like, uh, say, Max is, because he kind of glanced. Yeah. But definitely a lot of like spinning, and I know he he did go to get an X ray because his his he hurt his arm yeah during it. But, but yeah. I I remember I think it was Jensen Button or somebody saying that those are the like it's it's the ones where you just stop suddenly. Those are the really painful ones. It but those the ones that usually look really bad aren't as bad as the ones that look just yeah stopping because he's like that's when you you just everything hurts for days. Like yeah. the one that that Max had at Cops, with it, that the iconic crash between, because that was fifty one G's, yeah, or something. Was, like was that. it around fifty? Can you imagine? Well, but I mean, we want to talk about all time heavy hits. I mean, Grosjean one hundred and fifty G's. 
when he crashed at Sakia last year. Yeah. Gosh. But because he went through metal. <laughs> I mean, like, you got to be yeah. moving. And yeah. there's a lot of influence. And I think this this will come up in the race, but this new, sa- the not new, but it's... Uh, the Halo. The Halo uh, rule, um, no doubt, saved Groshan's life. Oh, for sure. And probably had a play in this one as oh, well. Oh, yeah. We'll get there. Um, but I, I did, uh, I, I, I want to say, Max, you know, what a, what a legend, or not Max, um, Norris, what a legend to just keep going for it, though. It's cool to see those guys who, because, I mean, on that reconnaissance lamp, before they were starting that flying lap, Vettel's like, you need to, this needs to be reflagged. This is not safe. And then, um, yeah, like two turns later, Norris has a spinner, a pretty big one. Mm. And... Um, He's like, I remember the radio from that. He's like, what did I tell you? Why doesn't anybody listen to us? This is unsafe. And so from that regards, I understand them calling it and stopping it. But the thing that I felt just kind of jaded and, and, and it was kind of unprecedented is that nobody seemed to know what was going on. Yeah. Like there was all that, like, you know, Brundle himself was like, I, I would consider us three lace, three laps down, but it, the clocks are saying zero time started and... Um, all the, the, you know, had we started the race, did we not start the race? Has the clock officially started? Has it not officially started? And I was like, you're how many billions of dollars are changing <laughs> hands and you guys can't figure out when the race has started. Yeah. Um, but I do think it adds, I mean, as bummed as I was to not see the race cause I wanted to, it does just add to the, to the mystique and the drama and the unprecedented nature of of this season alone. This is the first time that it's it's happened in Formula One, yeah. that they've never held, that something like this has happened. Right. And I mean, the biggest loser is us, the fans, especially those fans who went and sat in the rain. Right. And they, they didn't get any money back. They, they didn't. No. There's a big talk about that too, that like, and I mean, I could see not giving full refunds, especially if you paid for a whole weekend package, because yeah. you, you did get qualifying, you did get practice right. sessions. Yeah. But, don't call that a race, yeah. Because you 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 narrowly and accidentally even mm. managed to meet the minimum racing regulation for what is called a enough to, to to warrant half points. Yeah. Um, which don't get me started on half points. How dumb is all those little point fives in the racing? Well, there's a couple of races that might have a couple of seasons in the not so far distant past. It might have made a difference. I know, and I think how how cool would that come down to Dude. if it's point five? <laughs> Look at you. Um, <laughs> but um, so yeah, I don't really have a ton much to on say. On a counter, losing by one point doesn't sting enough. Let's have yeah. you lose by a half. half. So I um, I mean, the absolute big winner would be Russell getting that first podium, albeit a technicality. But when people look back in the history books, they'll have a. I think there are many more to come now oh that yeah. he's, um, well, it, we'll let, I mean, everybody probably knows by now anyways, but is moving to Mercedes next season. Mm-hmm. He's definitely going to have more podiums and wins, but it's a big deal for Williams to have that uh, next to their name. Cause I think that was the first podium they've had since the 2012 back when Botas and Maza were driving right for them. Yeah. It was a long, long time. So, um, Yeah. I mean, it was that was cool. I liked the drama for that. It was it was unprecedented. But the other pe- the other thing that needs mentioning is that 
because they constantly said, oh, this Arden Forest weather. Like, it's not like they didn't know that rain was possible. And it's only increasing as, you know, the climate changes and whatnot. And so I do think that that Formula One as a business needs to get their act together, that you you can't expect people to continue to travel and turn out for races if you're not going to treat them like just a good customer, which is what they are. And like, hey, yeah, that's definitely not. Because can you imagine paying for like a paddock pass or something for that? It's five, six, seven thousand euros. Mm -hmm. And you don't get to see anything that you paid for. Right. And they're like, oh, thanks for being a loyal fan. And they're doing all these initiatives to expand the fandom, you know, but it's like they're not taking care of the people who have supported them for years and years and years. So that I think you just as a as a customer or hopeful attendee of that venue, I'd li- they need to figure something else out. Yeah. Well, it was kind of like, um, uh, was it Martin Brundle who um, mentioned, oh, shoot, who was the thought? Well, I still thought, raindrop alert. He's old. Apologies. Mm. All right. Well, enough of that. Let's move on to Zanvort, which was the first time we had raced in uh, Zanvort since, it was, what, 36 years ago? Yeah. Um, and like I said, when you, I don't, I don't think once I saw during qualifying just the sheer pace advantage that, re- that Max's car was dialed in, like it just, it seemed to be just one of those days. Yeah. And specifically, a tight and twisty, challenging technical circuit like that does suit the Red Bull. It always has. They've always been a, a fast and the slow stuff. Um. Mm car and uh, i think that it and then you throw on the fact that it's truly i mean they, they call the belgian grand prix max's unofficial home race because he was technically born in belgium but he when chosen his driver nationality he chose the netherlands he, to- he right. chose dutch right and boy did i mean you see you saw fans in at spa but i don't think there was ever a more it, it reminds me of, like, full-capacity Monza days. Like, there is the Tifosi. And if you're yeah. not the Tifosi, yeah. don't show up, basically. Right. It seemed like <laughs> they need to come up with a word for for Max fans. But it was a sea of orange, Ugh. clothing, and fog. Yeah, those fog things are obnoxious. I, I, but like, I and it. then they said, don't bring them. And, like, okay, so now you just made sure everybody, everybody brought, brought three. Like, <laughs> they were only going to bring one, but you told us yeah. not to, so I'm bringing all of them. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to buy them out. And I thought, I mean, when, like, spoiler alert, Max won and won comfortably. I think he lapped everybody up to, to Botas. Yeah. Like, it was up to fourth place or third place. Jeez. Or Gasly. Gasly took fourth. Um, but when I, they were, because they were setting him off during the race, and then at the end it was like, you would think like an orange bomb went off. Yeah. I mean, you could, there were turns you couldn't see. There were yeah, so much the cameras. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but what I, and I just loved hearing, I, I also loved that for that race we had um, Jensen Button commentating. Yeah, wasn't that neat? He was really, he had some really good insight, I thought, made it, I, w- I wouldn't say he was as quick as Brundle or, or uh, Rosberg. But definitely had some really cool insight He's into like to to. what the drivers are kind of going yeah. through and thinking, and I, I yeah. just love that they have some of these iconic Formula One champions 
commentating races. It's yeah. it's it adds a, a ton, oh, no I think, doubt. to the listening no doubt. experience. Um but uh they they definitely commented on just how cool the atmosphere was. Like it was electric. Well, like yeah. you could feel it. They said driving into the stadium, you could feel it. And I thought it was really cool because it means a lot to the Dutch fans. But the other thing that I thought was cool is that more than 75% of the attendees commuted by bicycle or oh, or right. train. And they showed the bicycle parking yeah. lot. It was, that was really cool that too. That cool. like, yeah, we'll all ride bikes as long as we can have Formula One. <laughs> like <it's what> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, well, and then the podium, the ceremony. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just like electric. Just, I mean, they talked about it, but it looked just totally crazy wild. Yeah. So uh, standouts from for you on at Zanvot was, I mean, Max just looked unbeatable. Yeah. Um, but the other, I think, uh, big standout was. Um, other than just the, the atmosphere. The atmosphere and that turn three. Yeah. I mean, can you think of other. I think Jensen was talking about this too, but he's like, there's very few, there's complexes of a racetrack that, that are lasting and memorable, but mm -hmm. a singular turn, you know, I can only think of a few that are actually super memorable. We talked about, right. we talked about on Rouge. Mm -hmm. I think R32 it's at, at, um, Suzuka, which mm -hmm. unfortunately we won't get to see, mm -hmm. but I mean that turn three with that banking, what a neat thing. Well, yeah, it's like, well, you, the Monza, the old Monza course, yeah. Think about or the North track at uh, Nuremberg. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, but man, <laughs> to actually be on it, I wonder well, what that felt like. Well, uh, but I think they they said roller coaster like, yeah, feeling right. because there is. I think there's something only like forty or fifty meters of actual elevation change, mm -hmm. but it's like all throughout the circuit. You're going up and down this mm -hmm. like. There's humps and dips and right, banking yeah. and, yeah. but I thought the really cool thing was that just looking at it in free practice, like the 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 different lines that they they you could watch the drivers figuring out the fastest line through that 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 turn, yeah. That it wasn't like they just knew it; they had simulated it, they driven it. You know, like it, the the fact that like during practice we saw the low line and we saw the high line, yeah. And then completely throughout the race, we saw them take different lines. That is like, oh, the fastest line during qualifying seemed to be going, like letting you kind of slingshot around the upper part of that turn. But then as soon as the race, everybody just went to the inside. And then there was that brilliant move by Alonzo up in the outside of the banking during, during lap one. Oh. Made like three places up. Oh, man, that was sweet. I mean, anybody who doubted Alonzo coming back to Formula One, oh, yeah. how thoroughly shut up have they been? Mm -hmm. Like he has just been nothing. Sometimes he's the thing saving that midfield battle from being just a snooze vest. Um, and then the other standout to me would have been Gasly finishing qualifying fourth highest uh, qualifying result for um, AlphaTauri in mm -hmm. couple of, you know, ever as a team, the AlphaTauri team. Right. Team. Um, and the highest result, I think Gasly's was said after the race, uh, fourth is first for us. Like, yeah, like that's, yeah. I mean, and really it is because you have to think about he did better than Perez in a Red Bull, right? And they're the junior Red Bull team, right? So, 
and I know Perez is confirmed for next year, but and I there was some interesting talk after Zanvar where they're like, he he Gasly's like, I don't know if I need the Red Bull seat. Like I, I want to stay here and make this right. like because has he done enough to warrant getting another chance at Red Bull? I think without a doubt. No doubt. He's outperformed the Red Bull driver in that seat on multiple occasions mm-hmm. this year alone. Granted, Perez has got to get up to speed and whatnot, but um, but then I started, uh, I, I'm sure it was the race as well, they were talking about this, and they said that I don't know if he needs that. Like, I think he's got such a good thing going at AlphaTauri. They love him there. He loves it there. The car doesn't look much slower than a Red Bull anyways. Right. So how much cooler would it be to, to what? what's a bitter, bigger F you than doing great or living? What, what is that saying? Or you know, what's the, the, the best revenge is living good? Well, what's the, what's even better is going to that junior team and beating the main team. Right. And the, the, the uh, um, I mean, just being part of something at a grassroots level that builds and builds and becomes world champion. As yeah, a, a I mean, that is Sauber, right? That was Sauber. Oh, they, way back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they've been in contention for oh, yeah. world titles before. No, no, yeah. It's not. So it's not unthinkable. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, we have to look at you know the the spending caps coming into place next year, a new era of regulation, new era of downforce coming in next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? Keep going. You're doing so great. What like? I think, like I said, what's a bigger FU is fine. I'll, I'll do it myself. Yeah. You don't want me? We'll do it ourselves. Um, and we're going to do it here and we're going to, we're going to be better. So, um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. Um, I think the, the odd, the other odd standout was how poor Norris did that. It was, uh, one of the first races this season where he, and I think he, I follow him on Instagram and he immediately said, I just, couldn't sync it up i couldn't yeah find the pace there uh which is i i mean it's uh, you know people are human they're just gonna have better and worse tracks that right. they do at but yeah you'd think that given his skill level that would have been a good track for him but it just didn't come together um yeah so cool let's move on to what we all want to talk oh about. baby monza because boy do we have uh quite a bit to cover too because um not only was the crash and the, the drama, but this was, again, the, the second um, sprint, the, the testing mm-hmm. out of the sprint format that we saw back at Silverstone. Um, your take on this this time's sprint? I wasn't as taken about by it as the first time, and I don't know why. I don't think it was as exciting. I think that, uh, you know, the first one we had, Max and Hamilton – right neck and neck it was setting up for the drama that happened in the next day and you had alonzo tearing through the field but i think people were pretty cautious i mean we are on the second half of the season now well yeah if you if you break your car big time you might not make it into the race well we're already seeing like i mean and that's that that added to the drama too but Mm -hmm. botas took his new engine and was relegated to the back anyways right um but let's start with botas because I mean, to me, standout performance of the weekend mm. as a weekend in its whole. Yes. I mean, where no one Very was nice. seeming to find pace, he went five tenths faster on a qualifying lap, giving Hamilton the toe. 
Like he oh. wasn't receiving the toe. I didn't know Which that. they said was good for seven tenths of a second mm. if you had the toe. He, on his pole, pole position getting lamp, he was being the toer of Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. And he went five tenths faster than him. That was, I mean, just. What a lap. No doubt. I mean, it was just. But I'm, I, I, I was screaming like with joy, like seeing him do so well. But I was like, where was this dude? The rest of you know, end of last season and the beginning of this season. Yeah, when you're just, when your seats on the line, I, and I, maybe it was the the relief of knowing your future, the relief of it. I mean, I'm sure they knew for a while, but couldn't talk about it until everything was finalized. But how much more encouraging, or 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 maybe just that like breath, like you're sitting with this weight, and then that that weight is gone, and yeah. you know there's no harm, no foul. Go for it. Yeah, and can you imagine, kind of well, like your whole career is in the shadow of, you know, albeit, arguably one of the greatest. Well, yeah, if not the greatest. Yeah, I mean, numbers wise, yeah. is you know, and and it, 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 I imagine that gets really stressful it, and, and frustrating, and um, so kind of new broom sweeps clean. It's, it's hope yeah, springs eternal. Or or what I also would like to see, but it seems counter to his personality, is you want to let me go? I'll show you where you're going to miss. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'll take a little of that. I'll take a little of the clean slate. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about him going to Alpha Tari? Or I'm sorry. Alpha Romeo. Alpha Romeo. Well, they're one of the more competitive cars in the midfield right now. So they're like, I don't think so. They're one of the worst. What are you talking about? Challenge you. Well, I would say Ferrari. For I mean, it's really. I mean, you're looking at the. They're. I mean, I would say Haas is the worst. I would say Williams is. I, I mean, I would say I'd put them even well, below Williams right now, based in points. Yeah, I guess you. I don't mm. know. They've had. To me, just seem. Maybe it's just because the car livery is so cool. It is one of the coolest. <laughs> That's probably it. Um, but I think it is a three-year deal that he got to go there. I think he are, they're taking over Raikkonen's seat, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. But I think I th- I just I just don't think he could have gone back to Williams. Like I think that just felt too much like a step right back, like a demotion, like feeling like Albon or Gasly and being like, okay, you're back to the junior Mercedes team. Mm. Hard to say. Who but knows uh, what he's thinking? I mean, Russell's been putting that car in the points. Latifi's been putting that car in the points. They, they they show that there's potential there. They do have more funding. They do have. Yeah. But, I mean, Alfa Romero did sign on for a multi-year deal, extension as a sponsor. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Or is it, are they Sauber? I think they actually might be the old Sauber team. Williams? No. Uh, Alfa Romero? Alfa Romeo. Hmm. I thought it was well. There's so much going on in there. Keep talking. But given that, I mean, where would you, you know, like gone? like Andrew was saying, um, Williams. Uh, I mean, the tradition of Williams as being a foremost uh, Formula One team yeah. is not too far away in the past. Um, and so there's a lot of tradition there. Yeah. There's a lot of want and desire to 
kind of regain a position again. It's and uh, there's money involved. Uh, how much you're going to be able to put into the team, the, t the car, the equipment. Uh, uh, as for Alfa Romeo, you kind of think, oh, well, they're out there. <laughs> but, uh, what's, what's really going on behind the scenes? Um, I, I misspoke earlier when we said Alfa Tari was formerly Salbert. Alfa Romeo is formerly Salbert. See, I thought it was Alfa Tari, so... Um, so apologies and corrections was for that. Were, were they tied to some? Um, I'm looking that up. But that, knowing that, that that means that Sauber is India? the. Wasn't that Force India? Force India was Aston Martin Racing Point. Oh yeah, that's uh, which is old Jordan. Yeah, I'm looking it up as we speak. To to so we're in the but knowing now that you know that that's Sauber and Sauber does have a a a a past of punching above its weight. Yeah, definitely. Always um, known it's a Swiss team, I think. And it's low budget. Always has been low budget, I think. But one of those teams that did punch above its weight. Oh yeah. If, if, you know. Yeah. Not as much as like uh, the old the original Jordan team, Eddie Jordan. I mean, that started with like three guys and a fistful of pounds. <laughs> right. <laughs> And so that's the ultra low budget, and then they end up world champs. I think mm. Safatar. The only thing I'm seeing is that they're Toro Rosso, formerly Toro Rosso. Okay. Which is then the junior Red Bull team. Right. That's it. Um. So now we're all squared away. But so don't yeah, ask, don't hold I me to it. I think I mean, and and I mean, arguably, you can't you can't argue that George hasn't deserved this to take Botas's seat too. I mean, if anybody, I mean, it's, I mean, I have to, as much as I love Botas, he, I, the only thing that I'm truly bummed about is that this didn't happen la end of last season because there were way more midfield seats that I do think Botas is more deserving of. Yeah. Then I, I'm sorry. I, I love, I think, I think Alonzo has done amazing, but would I rather see Botas in a Renault? Hell yeah. Yeah. I'd rather see Botas there than Ocon. Oh, for sure. I, I think, you know, and that's what I'm saying is if that, I feel like that's where they kind of did the disservice to him by, you know, it didn't seem like a disservice then to keep your seat at the number one team. and But if you knew this was in a, kind of an inevitable th inevitable thing, it would have been nice to have given him more options of places to go uh, that I think are a little bit more deserving of his of his. It's a great point you bring out. Yeah. Because um, I would love, I would, I mean, it would be awesome to see him in a. I don't. I don't think McLaren was ever a thing, but I think he could have had that Renault seat. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, think. I think it's a good chance. But whatever, who knows? And here's to looking to the future. I do hope. I mean, when there's a we, he could know something we don't know, and there could be some really good stuff coming down the pipe for next year. And yeah, that could, they could like see them up in the more of a midfield competing team. Wasn't it the big deal with Ricardo leaving? Red Bull to McLaren, it was like a performance downstep, but obviously McLaren is coming on. Yeah. Um, I thought the, o the, the the best thing about the sprint race is that it we I, d I do think it was a little bit more boring than the one that we saw at Silverstone. Getting back to our main point, sorry. Yeah. Um, but it did set up the drama for Sunday. Like we, you know, Hamil it was P, it was Botas on on the lead, 
And Hamilton in second, Max in third, Ricardo fourth, Norris fifth, right? Right. And without the sprint, you don't see Hamilton blow the start and and lose three places. Mm-hmm. Um and you don't so you don't get um you don't get McLaren up in the mix without that sprint race. Right. It I would have been one, two, Hamilton Botas. They would have ran away with the race, I think. May, Botas maybe may or not would have gotten passed on the first lap and then just played defense for Hamilton the rest of the race. Yeah. Well, it, it just throws a, I don't want to call it a wrench in the, it's an excitement of, because um, then from your sprint race, that's your qualifying position um, for the actual Grand Prix. And so all of a sudden, Upper-level, mid-level contenders are now in a position to uh, win a race. And that'll – the points there uh, and just the notoriety of that is going to – that may launch a mid-level team to the next level just from funding yeah. to go into research and development. I mean, it was McLaren's first one-two, first win. I got that data. Since – Eleven years ago was the was the the last McLaren one two. What did, did it say with the race? I don't remember. Oh okay, uh, I know even their last first place finish was Brazil twenty twelve. Yeah, nine years ago, which was still nine years ago. Yeah, so um, that's been a long time coming, and that was so cool to see. Yeah, and and uh, they I was I was listening to the races recap of it, and they. Um, one of the guys on that said, you know, that Red Bull only won this race because of other teams missing out. And why I think that's a little bit true, I don't think it's entirely true that Daniel did beat Max off the line into mm. corner one. Oh, yeah. And then did do everything correct to keep him there until he crashed himself out of the race. Yeah. That's not Ricardo. Yeah. I mean, Ricardo benefits from it, but. He didn't put him in that position. Well, he Ricardo caused, you know, desperate people sometimes do desperate things. Correct. Max so wants to win that he can be boneheaded. Max so wants to race, too. Yeah. That's something that they were talking about on the race mm-hmm. this morning's podcast. I listened to them this morning when they were talking about the recap of this. Is that where Hamilton will back out because he's a little bit mature, maybe a little bit. Forward thinking, mind thinking yeah. of like the whole Sees points. the long game better. He wants to continue to win. He genuinely wants to win. Yeah. And Max, I think, is short-sighted and wants to race first and foremost and wants to win that turn. Like mm. every turn is a battle. Excellent point. Yeah. You know, every – and he – and I think that's one of the things that makes him such a fast, aggressive, great driver mm-hmm. is that every turn – Every interchange, every reaction is as though it is the world championship mm. in that moment. There is only win in the moment. And yeah. he's yet hasn't, I don't think, fully developed to seeing, well, I'm going to concede this, yeah. which I'm clearly not going to win. And I'm going to stack it and I'm going to prepare for the next chance. Yeah, I'll hold off on this battle so I can. Because you watched win. Hamilton do that with Norris. Mm-hmm. Charge, release, charge, release, you know. Um, but 
Um, well, let's let's get into it. We'll we'll go back to touching to talking about McLaren, but since we've already started about started talking about the crash, there was, it was, then this was cool too because it shows the importance of and how much Formula One is a team sport. I mean, we've seen it on a couple undercuts and overcuts. We've talked about how a tenth here, two tenths here, seven tenths here, and a pit makes up makes a big difference on to track. But when you're when you come in for your pit and your pit is eleven seconds, <laughs> oh, God, what a from a team that consistently is in the low twos and has is one of the only teams who've done multiple sub two. They have been clocked as the fastest pit team ever, ever for one. Yeah, but uh, but this um, of all the the teams now now today. Yeah, and so you expect. I mean, I've, I think I've seen a one point eight second pit stop. Oh yeah, and to go to eleven point one, I mean, not only that's something going wrong. And I do know what happened. I did find out from from listening and looking into it that, um, again, the race I'll cite, um, (laughs) (laughs) but apparently one of they did make some regulations to try and slow down pit stops that started at spa we didn't really see that happen at spa they briefly touched on it at zandvoort but one of the things that they changed to kind of slow them down is that the wheel guns they're called smart wheel guns Mm -hmm. and they they send it the signal to the jackman to that sign over above the green light when they've stopped so like um so that it would there's no delay in the that to the signal to dropping the driver one of the things they changed and to increase human error or human impact mm-hmm. is that the, the wheel gun guy has to push a button now. Oh. So it's like stop, push button, drill, push button again. You know, I was noticing um, a series of controls on the side of the gun that went on a close-up. Yeah. And and the guy was hitting the button. Yeah. Like before the pit started. The so it used to automatically start when they did it and oh. automatically send a signal when they stopped. Now there's a button push that needs to happen. And so I think it took them a second to realize what was holding them up. And then you saw th- when they in the replay that front right front right wheel guy was mm-hmm. like looking pointing at his gun, did it again, then it dropped. Yeah. But then Hamilton came in to cover that off and he himself had another four second, four and a half second pit stop, which is still much faster than 11, but yeah. it's still two seconds off. Yeah. And either one, if Max's pit stop had been two seconds shorter, five seconds or nine seconds <laughs> shorter, yeah. shorter, Ian Hamilton would have been a second or two seconds shorter. They wouldn't have been right there at the same time. Yeah. But, well, let's gut reaction. Racing incident, penalty worthy. What do you? What is your gut reaction? My initial gut reaction was, what the hell happened? Yeah. How did that <laughs> and, happen? And that was a bad crash. Yeah. And then as I started going through the replays, I was kind of teetering on pointing a finger at one or the other, but then... Yeah, which one? They were kind of... That's what I'm asking. I'm not going to tell you. No, you have to. That's the point of this podcast. Okay. I thought it was Hammy. Okay. Yeah. But then as you started watching, it was sort of, God, it's kind of racing. Yeah. Hard racing. So I said, holy cow, what a bummer. Because I really liked, I really wanted to see them race out, back, race back out. Yeah. I want, I love when the people who usually have everything go their way, 
doesn't go their way. Yeah. And that was one thing that they brought up when they when it was clear that they weren't going to get the car off of them and they weren't going to be able to keep going. Right. And they said, which they couldn't have, even if that car would have gotten off, there was structural damage to the roll hoop of Hamilton's car well, and his, his rear wing was his, his, well, his was in, gone. Right, but his ear intake was just smashed to smithereens. Yeah, and you heard Bono, shut the car off, Lewis, please, stop yeah. trying. You're done. <laughs> Quit sucking the carbon fiber yeah. into the engine. Um, But... They said that that was Lewis Hamilton's first retirement, first DNF in yeah. sixty-eight races. Yeah, I got some data on that too. It so, was, uh, oh yeah, it was. Um, well, it was his first DNF since two thousand eighteen. Yeah, but that's that's. He's only had six in his whole career. So I want to. St- I just want to briefly go back to Botas Sympathy Corner and say, hey, Botas has had two this season. Russell collected him, not his fault. Wheel gun got jammed, not his fault. Right. Our wheel didn't come off, not his fault. And you have to, and th- and I do distinctly remember several of those similar things happening all throughout 2020, and it seems like that always happens to those second drivers. It's the same at Red Bull. It's the reason why Danny Ricardo left in the first place and put him on this trajectory to where he is and how sweet that was to win Monza. Yeah. Is there was uh, there was like something like it was like seven out of nine races at one point when he was the teammate to Max that his car just mechanically failed. Yeah. While his teammate was God, going off was and so sailing, frustrating. and he said, "I just can't do this. I can't be. I can't be bullied around by this little kid. And I'm a better driver than this." And I and he started that that doubt in his head got to feeling, and you've heard this in some, in especially in the Red Bull camp. And even some of the the Botas Hamilton is, am I getting the same treatment as that guy? Mm-hmm. Am I truly in the same car? And while, well, like, even if they are intentionally doing the same things and trying to have the cars be identical and, and the same, I think there's just a subconscious thing that this guy wins, though. Yeah. This guy's won seven world champions. You haven't. This guy is constantly bringing us closer to the guy who's won six-time world champions or seven-time champion. And so that that but that doubt, once that doubt creeps in, once that luck creeps in, once that living in the shadow of these other drivers kind of mm-hmm. creeps in, yeah. I think that's got to play a huge mental part. Oh, I, and yeah. and so when so that's why I wanted to see what happened what they both did cuz Hamilton has demonstrated time and time again that when bad luck does happen to him, he just fights harder. Mm-hmm. And I want to see that to Max. I want to see what Max does when he's under pressure and when he's livid. And this showed us. And this is why I am okay with the three-grid spot penalty that he's going to take for Sochi because I think Max was more desperate. It went into what we were saying, what I was saying about him, mm-hmm. is he's, he's going to fight every turn, every inch. Yeah. But you go back and you listen to the onboard and the radios after that, and he's swearing. He's very mad. His guy's just trying to talk to him, and he's like, oh, sure, talk when, talk whenever it's really crucial. Go ahead, yeah. T- tell me what's going – you know, and he just was mean, and, yeah. like, it was under his skin. Yeah, and was. I think he had more to lose, too. So – and I think if if – if you're if we're gonna be in the era where there's gonna be penalties, okay, there's gonna be penalties. But I do think that the precedent that they set is that 
the drive the driver in the lean while be it should give a car's width and for most of the turn hamilton did but max was never alongside hamilton he was at best at his back axle mm-hmm. he was never i don't think he ever earned that corner or to be given the space on that corner and time and time again the stewards have set the precedent saying that you don't need to you look back to austria and they push people out and you know like so why would he if he's defending for his going for his eighth world title max should have yielded and he said and in in there was a commentary about it i thought he was going to abort the turn like i did on the first lap mm-hmm. and he where hamilton went bouncing over the rumble strips why why didn't i mean it it goes back to the same as cops each person could have could have done something to avoid the crash mm-hmm. so that inherently racing incident but we're we're i don't think we're in an era where racing incidents like this exist or can exist especially with this much on the line but that being said, based on Hamilton's reaction to his slow pit stop and Max's slow reaction to his pit stop, or reaction to his slow pit stop, albeit was made worse, Max had more to lose. Max was more out of control, I think, in the situation. And that's why I think Max deserved the penalty. Well, then, yeah, and that's where it came down to was the penalties being awarded to Verstappen. And so, yeah. But I also don't think it's going to matter at all because I think Red Bull had 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 both Perez and Max need to take engine penalties like Botas did, which relegates to the back to starting in the pit lane anyways. And they had eyed Sochi for the place because it's, again, another track where Mercedes is pretty dominant at mm. and specifically Botas. So hope fingers crossed there, but... They had talked about taking that penalty there anyways. A lot of teams had talked about it, I think, because it's kind of an easier track because it's such a new track to kind of drive back through. If you have pace, it's easy to pass. It's, mm-hmm. um, And I think this is only going to solidify that choice to take it there. Okay, what about this? Didn't Hamilton just come out of the pits prior to that? He did. So cold tires. They brought that up too, so yeah. So who should have been aware of that? Or is it? Should have Max been aware of that, that he might not be able to hold the inside line? Or was it um, something that uh, Lewis should have been aware of, not to push so hard into that corner? Um, I mean, I again, racing, I, like called to, racing. I like to say it's racing, but it, it does, it does. I mean, you brought this up. Like, it could have, if without a halo, been a serious yeah. injury situation, albeit it wasn't a fast corner. But that also shows that it doesn't need to be high speed for these guys to be risking their lives. Yeah. And that's where I think it's a little silly. And it, and it ruined both of their races. And it's a, another instance where we, the fans, miss out. Because I would have loved to yeah. see both of them battling their way back up, like Botas. How it, how thrilling was it watching Botas go from 15th to 3rd? Yeah. I, uh, God, that was... I mean, did he get the driver of the day by chance? No. Uh, Ricardo did. Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense, too. But really, the... Driver of the, the weekend driver, for sure. Yeah. Well, the driver of for the race was really the cool was, thing is out. he said to his his pit crew, "I'm getting on the podium." Before he went in the car on Sunday, mm-hmm. he's like, "I'm gonna get on the podium." Not my target goal is the podium. He said, "I'm going, going to, to be on the yeah. podium." I didn't hear. And that I story. think that 
again, where was that guy when his seat was still on the line? Yeah. I wish I could have seen that. I wish we could have see, been seeing these kind of drives all year long. And him being up more in the mix yeah, for that. Isn't it, isn't it just weird? But, I mean, that's, I think Jensen Button said that. As a, you know, there is something that you have to have that all of them are great drivers. Period. Right. You're in the sport, you're a great driver. But there is something different to be a great driver to being a champion. Like to being a world champion. Yeah. And maybe, I, I hope it's not the case. I would love to see someday Botas there, but, you know, yeah. maybe he just doesn't have that thing that sets you apart from being a race winner. Or, and inco- or consi- inconsistently has that thing. Or, I mean, maybe it, we can chalk it up to the luck, but at the end of the day, it is what it is, and he's gone. But yeah. and it was still an absolutely fantastic race weekend. Ugh. And then let's get on to, to – we touched on it, but McLaren. I mean, they earned that and deserved that, and it was so cool to see. Yeah, because you remember those Senna days and, uh, you know. But even the Bunsen, Bunsen uh, or Coulthard uh, and yeah. Button and yeah. – I mean, that's where Lewis started yeah, out. That was yeah, yeah. them battling for Ferrari. I mean, it's so great to, uh, to see McLaren-Ferrari battling yeah. again, albeit from midfield. But Plus, it arguably, it's the coolest livery in the whole pack. The papaya orange McLaren? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like it. I thought I did like the golf livery for, for uh, Monaco. I, I think my favorite livery actually would either be Alphatari, with those that blue and off white white with the white wheels, (laughs) it's just so good looking. I wish it was faster. I mean, they're still great. I think. I mean, Gasly's doing great. It's great. Um, The one I really wish was faster because I think it has a great livery, especially with the new James Bond edition. Oh yeah, are the the um, the Aston Martins. Aston Martin. Let's talk. I mean, when we talk about disappointment, what has happened over there? I mean. That's a real bummer. Yeah, there, Vettel's just been getting beat, batted around, uh, just constantly having bad luck. But back to McLaren. Yeah. Um. So Norris earned that. Danny earned that. Oh yeah. Um. The a couple standout things were just the the sheer bravery of Norris. I mean, I mean, Brundle mentioned it multiple times on where he just is, and I think a lot of people know Lewis is. Um, not gonna. He brought this up several times too. Where Lewis can't afford to be too risky. Yeah. Unless apparently it's against the other guy who's also can't afford to be risky, <laughs> then they're gonna crash every single time. Yeah. But I think he he brought that up that Norris put that car on the opening lap, just running down to the to the chicane. He's almost had two wheels on the grass and he's just like, there's a wall coming. He's like, I knew Lewis would get out of the way. <laughs> like he had to. When Rondo brought that up. He's like, yeah. he's not, he's not going to risk You're it. Right. He can't risk Fourth still better than not. The fourth carries more points than no. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, but it was so cool to see him. There, there yeah. was that little bit of interesting drama, a little bit of him showing his, his youth and his maturity at the same time where he was re- radioing the team going, is it best for the team if I stay in second? <laughs> <laughs> I 
And they're like, yes, Norris, it is, actually. And he's like, okay, well, then tell Daniel to speed up, please. Because... I would. I mean, and I mean, we have to. Rem- we have to remember that that second, albeit not first, is still Norris's highest finish. Yeah, and McLaren's. Yeah. So I think any any when the, when they were uh, doing the post race interviews, he did show a lot of maturity, and he did not risk it. He, how tempting it must have been to try and dive up the inside, but well, yeah, you well, knew I mean, you, you know, can't blow. You know, um, Ricardo was preserving his equipment. Yeah, to stay up there, at at right on the edge, but in in the next lap, he picked the pace up. Yeah, and I mean they did stretch out a DRS. Yeah. They they for a moment there was Botas looked like he was just going to storm off into yeah. into one, and then they brought this up too that Botas does have this like sense of sometimes he just gets stuck, like he like he, he, but I really wanted to see him go further. Ricardo. Norris, Botas, three favorite drivers. They all shot the podium. I couldn't have been happier. But at one point, Botas did look like he had more pace than yeah. anybody. I mean, he he went from last well, yeah, to third. He had the fastest lap. Well, not until the uh, end. Ricard, but they that were, also, that's what I was... called him off. No, no, no. That's when he Zand- got the that was Zandvoort. You're thinking no, that. no. It was, just, it was Monza where he had... Um, Lewis had the fastest lap. But when it became clear, you're thinking of the Dutch Grand Prix. Thank you. We didn't talk about this, but it Was that no. The Dutch. He had the fastest I lap. I thought I heard today when watching the race. No, we watched the race. <laughs> we watched the race recap from Zambok before we did this podcast. That's Rain what drop thinking. number two. <laughs> what Botas had the fastest lap, and they thought it was comfortable, comfortably the fastest lap. They didn't think that McLaren, they thought McLaren was maxed out. But we come to find out that they just were playing coy or just managing that pace because Ricardo banged in the fastest lap on the last lap of Monza and took it away from Botas. But they didn't even t- attempt because they thought, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brundle w- at one point said, Botas is in the 128s, which is comfortably, I think he'll but comfortably keep that. I rem- it was a pit stop. In Monza, where Hamilton's coming into the pit, he said, "Come on, guys, that was I need." <laughs> Let's talk about this because we didn't talk about it because that was a point of contention at the end, and this was before they had announced Botas leaving the team. But they pitted both. They pitted both Hamilton and Botas because they were so far ahead of everybody that they had a free pit stop f- to take fastest lap. And they specifically said when Botas came into pit, they said, this is not for fastest lap. This is for vibrations that we're seeing in the car. We just want to make sure we get help, we get done. And then there's like, don't go for fastest lap. And then fastest purple sector one, purple sector two. And then he did back off in the sector, but still took the fastest lap in the race. And then and then Hamilton, they brought Hamilton in. And they said, okay, we, and he's like, come on, guys, I need this point. Like this yeah. could be the deciding factor. Yeah. It really could. Right. But they Button brought up an interesting point on that is what if Max had spun? Like the 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 interest the the adding a fastest lap point, world championship point, does mean people need to go for it. And it does account for a world championship point. But if Max had just stepped a foot wrong, made a mistake, piece of trash blew across the wheel, scared him. Yeah. He spins. You just lost the the winning race because you just are now twenty seven seconds behind. 
because you went in for that extra point. You lost out on eight points, you know? Mm. And that, that's an interesting point. But Botas in the, in the post-race interview said, I didn't go for the fastest lap, even though he got it. He's like, I didn't go. I braked. I did. It was well, a time that if, if Hamilton just would have well done I, a point. I thought at least I, it seemed like they were saying that Botas got the memo halfway through them trying to go for the fastest lap. They did say that, but and they also said that when they brought him in the pit, and because he did say, "Why not? Why are you pitting me then?" And they said, "For vi- for vibrations." Mm. But he said at the end of the race, "I that wasn't a fastest lap. I backed off." And Brundle said it too. Like he pulled back in the last sector, but mm. I mean, it 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 it. it but it, it was too late. It, <laughs> it was too smelled, fast. It smelled a bit like Rubens Barrichello re- waiting till the last turn to give Schumacher the, the win kind of thing. Like, mm. I want everybody to know I, I can do this. Yeah. Kind of. And he backed off and he said, it wasn't the fastest lap. I could have gone faster. And I did a pace that Hamilton could have easily beat. He just did a normal racing lap mm-hmm. on fresh tires. So, that being said, let's go back to Italy. <laughs> Sorry for the old man distraction rant, but we had to we had to exer- exercise that that mental demon. You're so kind. Um, but any other standout things that you wanted to talk about from Italy before we wrap yeah. this up? I mean, when the start was phenomenal, yeah, flat out. I mean, Ricardo did it. He said, he yeah. said, I had like the only chance I got, and is he getting had wheel front. spin. You could see him laying down rubber. But he still he just hooked it up just right, and they they came up with a, a stat during the race where Rick, they compared the Lewis and uh, Danny Ricardo's times from start at zero to two hundred kilometers an hour, which is one hundred and twenty four miles an hour. Ricardo did it in four point six seconds, and Hamilton lost leading the race by because he only did it in 4.8 seconds. Mm. And so, but can you imagine going from 0 to <laughs> 125 miles can an you hour imagine in can four, f- under five seconds? Can you imagine not only that, having to physically do that, but the amount of, um, of mental and adrenaline? Like, you're Ricardo. You've been on this multiple year, batting around these lower teams, mm-hmm. knowing you're better than that. Being a race winner, yeah, and you're here. You're you're you, this is your shot. Like it, this isn't probably going to yeah. happen the rest of the season. You know, like it it was kind of the sprint set it up, but but it was his to take or leave. Yeah, and to th- to then have to do all the physical stuff, all the mental stuff, and then but just to do that and then do it, like you saw it on his face in the end. He he was in disbelief. You know, like wow. He's like, I'm going to do the best I can to, I know what I need to do, but he's like, did we think we were going to lead from start to finish? No way. Not a chance. I was surprised about that, but what was your first thought when Ricardo took the lead? What was your I, first I, thought? I knew once he had it, he was going to, it would have been, it was going to be a pill to get him off of it. It would have been hard because it, I'm reminded of Monaco. Yeah. Uh, what was that? His last win. What, Monaco 2018, I want to say. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, where he held off a much faster car for half of the race. Mm-hmm. And people said it was a snoozer. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was strategically charging his battery and strategically deploying yeah. it in the 
perfect way yeah. to keep that from happening. And all, I mean, yes, Monaco is hard to pass, but Ricardo has showed time and time and time again, like Alonso, he is a very good defensive yeah, he's driver. Like, he's like the favorite guy. He's the nicest guy yeah. in the paddock, but don't. It's he's very difficult to pass. He knows, and it's not because he's dirty. He's just that good. He's just he's he has very good you know, racecraft and car control. What? My first thought was, are we going to see a shoey? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. How and, about that? And we did. I I didn't even think of it till till almost ha- all the way done. I was like, oh man, we're going to see some shoe drinking. I miss, I, miss, I miss the shoey bad. Oh man. And Norris have I saw I followed Norris on Instagram. And he's like, you're f- I'm never doing that again. <laughs> 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 it was a pretty clear spit up, uh, but uh, yeah, it, I I did love seeing those three guys on the podium. Yeah. I thought it. I mean, it was the perfect result for me as yeah. a. I'm fans of all of those guys. No, I mean, you just like I said, you, you just gotta love Danny Ricardo. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> I I really hope this is the sign of what's to come because I yeah. do. I would love to see a four way battle for one. Next year. Oh, wouldn't that be cute? Between Ferrari, McLaren, Mercedes, Mercedes and uh, Red Bull. I mean, I, I would love to see it even closer with the midfield teams as well. But um, just just not being a, almost a predetermined that one of these two yeah. or three teams are going to win. Um, I just think w- is, is I would love to see that, that fierce for us close of the third place for the first place as well. Yeah. I mean, because... I mean, we know it's going to be Max or, or Lewis, barring any traumatic things happening. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to have at least another person. In another there person, yeah, and not yeah. and that, and even not not be one of their teammates. And we may be seeing that with the, you know, parity may be coming closer and closer with the budget limitations. Yeah, but I also thought Ferrari looked really good. I think that was a great. It was much better uh, than last yeah. year's. Kind of quiet, but they just, you know. They still were there. I mean, yeah. Leclerc looked, I think science is still, although he's been crashing quite a bit, uh, he's crashed three of the last outings. But yeah. he's, I think, still, I think he's actually outperforming Leclerc. And I, I wonder what's going on with well, Leclerc there. That re- speaking of that guy, what do you think about uh, the Perez? Um, oh, who was it? Um, Leclerc? Perez was got the five second penalty ultimately. Oh yeah, for, good. Um, Thank you for bringing that up. I didn't want to touch on that when he left the track, right? And it's like what this is multiple times that he's, and it's it ended up costing them the podium, two two places. Yeah, and the podium. Yeah, he's, he can fifth, and so, um, but that was, uh, I mean, it was such a stupid thing yeah yeah i mean he you knew most people well it happened in the race earlier in the race where I think it happened uh, in the sprint race first no but i mean in the race the, the actual grand prix where um who was it i want to say alonzo had, had gained advantage and he immediately knew and before the next turn he had given the place back yeah well why didn't perez do that uh i think they 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 said they didn't see a reason that they needed to, but I well, think that's you BS. Know, I think. Well, look what happened. With that scrap, um, Botas, I mean, Botas was having fastest laps, but 
Perez not yielding the position back was holding up the guy who had, well, until the very end, had the fastest lap. And so because Perez took advantage of an off-track incident, he maintained he continued to maintain his position, and because he didn't give it back, he was issued a five-second penalty, which yeah. would bring Botas to the next level. But we're talking about a guy with the fastest lap, with the freshest tires. Could he have won? Yeah. And so what kind of disadvantage was that to Botas by Perez holding him up, not um, – you know, being defensive driver, you know, albeit it's a good car. Yeah. But see, if Perez would have yielded that back, where would have Botas ended up in the race, knowing full well he had well, a or fast, fast car? Or do we, I mean, the other thing is, is like, not only did they definitely lose them that podium, I don't think Bot, I think we just would have gotten it back. I actually think, based on the way it was looking, that Botas wasn't going to be able to pass him. And they could have just have kept... Yeah, but he also could. He should have. Perez didn't have a fastest lap at the end of the race. That's true. It was Botas who had the fastest laps. And if he was if he wasn't held up by Perez because Perez failed to um, yield the position back, yeah, after he's off track, it that was a great disadvantage to Botas. Yeah, Perez will finish fifth, but Botas could have won the race.